Good evening, brothers and sisters in Christ. Tonight, we gather to discuss a topic that has become increasingly important in our times, spreading the gospel without fear, without shame, and without gatekeeping on God's love and grace. The topic is called No Gatekeeping on God, Spreading the Gospel Boldly. Okay? So, I'm going to open up with this question that I want you guys to ponder on. The question is, why are Christians hesitant to share their faith? Before we dive into the heart of, of the matter, let's address a question that many of us has pondered. Why are so many Christians hesitant? Anybody want to uh, give a reason? If not, I have I wrote down a few reasons why I think people are hesitant. Anybody have any thoughts? Uh, I do. Sure, tell me. I think a lot of people are, a lot of Christians are hesitant on spreading the word of God or sharing their faith because fear of rejection mm-hmm. or, you know, not having people fully understand where you're coming from so they feel like you're pushing them, pushing it on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, the fear of rejection, some fear ridicule and judgment from others for their faith. That fear can lead to silence about Christian, I mean, about Christ in their lives. So I know I felt that way. I always felt like I knew I had a calling on my life, but I avoided it as much as possible because it felt weird. I really didn't understand it. And then I looked at others like, hey, they know more than me. They've been in ministry for this many years and blah, blah, blah. How how do I have the audacity to do it? But that's the enemy's plan to keep me suppressed because he know what God put in me. I just didn't know. Right. So I'm going to say also trends like what the cultural trend is. So the cultural trend is not you don't people screaming Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. You hear people saying, oh, yeah, um, I thank my God. But who are they, God? Are we talking about the same God? Are we talking about the father of Jesus Christ? Probably not. Because I feel like to know him is to dig deep in his word. And the more you dig deep in his word, he'll start to transform your life, transform your heart. So what I'm saying by this, you can't, you can come into Christ one way, but you're not leaving that way. So say, for instance, you, this is extreme, but say, for instance, you were a prostitute. You're not going to leave a prostitute. You're not going to stay a prostitute and still say that, hey, you're in the body of Christ and you're getting proper teaching. No, those two things can't uh, match. So our generation often values secularism and individualism, which can discourage open discussions about faith. So I think about the kids, their generation. A lot of children aren't talking about their love for Jesus Christ. That's not popular. That's not hot. You know, all all I see now from my perspective is I remember being a young girl and watching the music awards. I couldn't wait every year to see the Grammys, to see 
uh back then it was a soul train awards but um those award shows and stuff like that to see that these musicians win these you know accolades for their hard work during the year but you didn't hear them saying jesus christ and that was just popular just to be like yeah i thank god i think yeah that that was probably you didn't hear any but any kids or my generation or younger talking about yeah their love for jesus christ no and now the award shows are um they're so demonic now so everything notice that everything is jesus christ's mockery at this point like they wearing upside down crosses they're um portraying the last supper um just wear all this dark everything is so dark everybody on demon time like it's you don't hear a lot of things of light right so that makes people people tend to um be comfortable with what seems normal to them and their norm and see the enemy is so crafty he wants to make everything that is wrong appear that is as if it's right um notice notice how you see more atheists than you probably ever did you see more people that's telling you hey they're a witch oh their family is full of witches and they are the head you hear they're open now because they're comfortable with it why because us christians we don't a lot of us don't step up and we're not radical so i encourage everybody that's affiliated with this ministry be radical for christ like I, I think I was talk, I was talking earlier this week, and I was saying, you know, when I was in the world, I would, I would be, go, I would go hard for what I believe in. Like you wasn't gonna play with me, in in, in a physical way, cause we would fight. Why don't I have exhibit that same or more mentality when it comes to my God, Jesus Christ? The same way I went hard for the streets in the world, I should be going just as hard or more for Christ because he sustains me. He keep me well. He keep me happy. He keep me in his covering. I should go. I should be loyal to him to to a pulp, you know. So the cultural trends is a re- another reason why. Do y'all have any other reasons why y'all think people don't? You know, they don't share their faith. I would say, I would say, oh, well, we already said lack of confidence. Some may feel inadequately equipped. Like I was telling you guys, I felt inadequately equipped to share the gospel or and answer questions about their faith about my faith because i felt like these people were bishops apostles they had all these titles but what i learned through my journey somebody mute their phone i what i've learned on this journey is that a lot of the people that i put on this pedestal as knowing all this biblical philosophical information they were lacking fundamentals and fundamentals, um, that was a reminder for me to be like, hey, just because you think they have it all, there's still some things that they need to learn as well. And 
your voice, your testimony, your story is going to save somebody's life. And it makes you relatable. And one thing that I remind people of is this. If we you hear people say, oh, they only want I only want to come to Christ. I'm a, give me some time. I just need to get myself together. When I get myself together, I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That's not what God is looking for. Just think about this. If we can only be saved, we can only come to God if we were perfect. No one would be saved. Think about that. Who would who would be able to preach the gospel? No one. Think about the people that led people to Christ in the Bible. Look at all the 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 people that were in the Bible. They weren't perfect people. Prostitutes, adulterers, they I mean murderers. I mean these were people that had bad stories. And things and bad things that happened to them and, and they did bad things until God came in and transformed their life. So but in order for them to tr- their life to be transformed, they had to get the message. Right. So that requires us to do some work. We never know where somebody is coming from. And it can be as simple as you just having a conversation. Hey, do you know Christ? Let me pray for you. Is it OK if I pray with you? Jesus Christ delivered me from X, Y, Z. You, you know what? If you, if you feel interested, if you're interested, I would like for you to join me for Bible study. I would like to have finished this conversation with you about Christ. I would like for you to attend church with me. Something along them lines. You have to start the conversation. And I'm telling you guys this and I'm saying it to myself as well. Because even during my beginning journey of giving my life back to Christ and um, learning the word and studying the word the way I do. And then even starting ministry. It was something that I was very, very quiet about. Very, And still to this day, select few still know that I'm in ministry to this capacity. A lot of them don't know that I've obtained my doctorate in this in theology. And this is what I want for my life. And this is the the path that God has me on. Why? Because I felt like, oh, I was judging them. That's wrong of me. And surprisingly, the people that I have shared with, every single one of them have been supportive. Or wanted to learn more. Or called me with questions. Or wanted me to pray for them. Or just help me bring them closer to Christ. So never underestimate yourself in being able to spread his gospel. Yes, it requires more work of us. It requires more study. It requires you asking more questions. It it requires more of a connection to his word. But ultimately, you can do it. See, the, the great thing about this ministry that I really appreciate that I didn't really have in um, churches that I've attended to in the past... It's a, a community. It's not just, oh, I'm just the I'm just the head minister in charge and I'm going to run a show and I'm going to know the same message that I give. You give that to somebody else in need. I'm not above you. 
all if I, if I had more knowledge than you on certain biblical biblical topics, we can learn from each other. You take from you take from me what you need, but you study to show yourself approved. You go back and verify and cross check every verse in scripture that I've given you, so you can spread the gospel as well. Okay. So the um another thing that the enemy does right to keep us hesitant from sharing the gospel the enemy seeks to discourage believers by sharing their faith creating doubt and shame see out at one point in my life i was ashamed like what i was the i was the girl ready for the next turn up Where's the bottle of Hennessy? I was do- pouring you shots. I was doing gun smokes with the blunts. I was doing all of those things. And I felt ashamed to t- to say, I turned my life over. I don't, I don't do none of that no more. But I don't know how these people going to perceive me. That's the devil. That's the devil suppressing my thinking. When I should be telling the same people that I did all of that stuff with yeah it's a little different for me now but you know you could you could join topping and bible study with me yeah you could I, I could be transparent about that and people appreciate you being transparent I, I'm sure most of you guys do because when I have one-on-ones with you it's like wow yeah because I want to always let everybody know that yeah we all come from a place but that place that i've been through it could bless you in your walk so that's what i i would expect from everybody that is affiliated with kingdom living here make sure that you spread in the word i don't care what your circumstances is right now because all of us have a story all of us have issues all of us have things going on nobody is above christ and that's the mistake that a lot of churches make we get in these positions and forget that we're not above Christ. At the end of the day, this ministry here is about Christ first. It's not about Tish. Not the title. None of that. So I'm going to um, take you out to the scripture. Um, somebody who was in the Bible that was ashamed of Christ. This person was one of the most notable people in the Bible that was ashamed and that was Apostle Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times during his crucifixion. And Matthew 26, verse 69 through 75. I'll just sum that one up. He did so out of fear and self-perservation despite being one of Jesus' closest disciples. Peter's story reminds us of the consequences of allowing fear and shame to silence our faith. What can we do to avoid gatekeeping on Christ? Can y'all help me? What can we do to avoid gatekeeping on Christ? You can you can do that by understanding that God gave you authority to, to uh, overcome the devil and you can rebuke the spirit of fear off your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cultivate a deep relationship with God through prayer and studying his word, too. So somebody read Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15 for me. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15. 
study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. 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 So study his word, get into his word. That means coming to Bible study. That means maybe uh, going back and listening to some of the old studies or attending on Sunday or getting in your word alone or going visiting the church. Study to show yourself approved. So embracing the Holy Spirit empowers boldness. We got to be bold. We cannot be suckers, sucker Christians. I, I never seen so many silent Christians when we blatantly see things that are wrong. We'll be like, oh, it's okay. It's not okay. And we are responsible for speaking the truth. Huh? So somebody read Acts 1 Verse 8. Okay. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and until the uttermost part of the earth. So you could be bold everywhere. Embrace the Holy Spirit and be empowered by the boldness. Be bold. Seek opportunities to share your testimony and the gospel with others. And that's in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. I'm going to read it. Um, I think I got the... I'm going to read it in a common English Bible. It says, instead, regard Christ the Lord as holy in your hearts. Whenever anyone asks you to speak of your hope, be ready to defend it. Be ready to defend God. Seek opportunities to share your testimony. Okay? And be ready to tell them about the good works. Be compassionate and non-judgmental. We're not ever going to judge anybody. Because we don't have a hell to put or heaven to put anybody in. We can pray for them. And we know they ain't ever. We could tell them, hey, you know, the word of God says this about this. But I'm going to pray for you. I'm not judging you. I love you. Okay, remembering that God's love is available to all. That's in Matthew 7, verse 1 and 2. Then the last one I would say, trust that God is responsible for the results. Our duty is to plant the seeds. Okay, so listen, when you this this gets tricky right here. You know how you think, okay, I'm just this is falling on deaf ears. They're not listening. They're not paying me no attention. That's not your concern. Trust that God is responsible for what happened. But you planting the seeds, that is what God wants. So even if they walk away from you, even if they disregard, you think they disregard, or maybe you feel like, oh, what are they going to think of me when I say this? Or how, how, do you, how are they going to feel or whatever? No, your job is to plant the seed, okay? And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. 
So I'm going to tell y'all how serious God is about us not gatekeeping on Christ. We don't gatekeep on stuff that we want to buy. We don't gatekeep on places that we want to go. Like, hey, somebody say, oh, well, where you get them shoes from? We're telling, oh, that's up there, blah, 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 street. We could do the same thing with Christ. Oh, yeah, God is right here. We worship on this day. This is what I read. This is how I study. This is what I do to show myself approved. This is how I grow closer to Christ. So God is so serious about us not gatekeeping on him. I'm going to give y'all some scriptures that I want you guys to definitely go back and read in your spare time. The ramifications of God, I mean, of gatekeeping on God, when we hold withhold the gospel due to fear or shame, people suffer. Think about that. Think about somebody that has passed away that you had the opportunity to spread the gospel to and you didn't. So from this day forward, now that you know better, you got to do better. So you have to be the seed planter. Plant them seeds in everybody you know because Jesus is coming sooner than we think. I'm not saying that everybody's going to get it right. But you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you on what to say, what to do. Let me. This is how I knew God had a calling on my life. This is an example for you. I was at work one day. And at the time I was working part time um, teaching. And I was watching a student perform a service, right? And I was watching her, and the Holy Spirit told me, give her a message. Give her a message about her mom or something, and God hadn't forgotten her. I didn't know her situation, but he was telling me some specific words to tell her. And I'm like, I'm not saying, this is what I'm saying to God, because this is how I talk to God when he talks to me. I'm like, I'm not saying anything to her. <laughs> she won't think I'm crazy if I go over there and say this to her. And he was like, I'm telling you to go over there and tell her what I told you. I'm like, no, nah, this is my workplace. We're not supposed to talk about religion in the workplace. I'm giving him every excuse not to. He said to me, get over there and give my word to her my word when i heard my that that stung me because it's like this not you this is not you letitia this is for this is from him you have to get his word so i walked over to the student gave the student the word and she immediately started crying because she knew i knew nothing of her personal business but what i said to her was straight from god she she immediately started worshiping and praising god and crying because she knew it wasn't me and that, and she came back to tell me that it changed and transformed her life. Mind you, I don't know anything that's going on in her personal life. Still, I didn't ask because that's not, not my business. But the fact that when God has a plan for you and he has instructed you to do something and his word is instructing us to not gatekeep on his word, you have to do it. Because what if I didn't, I resisted God and did not listen and she would have ran out and did something 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 wrong and could have gotten hurt and it could have been avoided if I would have just gave her one small message glory to God it just really it gives put chills on me because it was so strong the spirit was on me so heavy that he was telling me get your butt over there and do what I called you to do 
So understand this message tonight. The people that are here tonight, it's your responsibility to plant those seeds. Okay? So, the reference scriptures for spreading the gospel, I put them in you guys' notes. Um, I need you to go back, but I'm going to say it out loud. It's Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Mark 16, verse 15. Acts 1 and 8. Romans 10, verse 14 and 15. So, anybody have any questions about gatekeeping on Christ? Because this is such a serious conversation that I do not want you guys to ever forget. Because it's too important for us to not take heed to. So if there's no questions about gatekeeping, we fully understand what that means. Um, I'm going to ask everybody here to say a prayer of repentance tonight after this call and i'll say one before the call ends but i want you guys matter of fact I, uh, erica somebody over there can say the uh, closing prayer for repentance um because we need to repent for the times that we gate we were gatekeeping on god's word the times that we missed opportunity to spread his gospel to somebody and don't get me wrong the more and more we continue to study every week you'll develop a deeper relationship where you understand more and sundays is a good day um to get a lot of questions out as well because that's about certain topics that you that a lot of you have questions on so if you haven't had the opportunity go back and listen to some of the topics on sundays um, they're on the recording. You can check them out on the websites, but I mean on the platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and all those. But um, I want you guys to develop a deeper relationship with him. And we just got to go deep. It's okay for us to uh, learn more about the stories in the beginning. Um, Adam and Eve, Mary and Joseph, that is absolutely fine. But we're at a time right now, it's urgent. The alarms are ringing. Jesus is coming. We need to go deep because we're, we not, we're not going to have anything else to depend on. And to rely on because he's pushing us to get it right right now. For our family's sake, for your sake, we got to do it. So knowing this and studying with us, you're going to go deep, okay? So, Erica, can somebody say the um, prayer of repentance? We're just going to say a prayer of repentance. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we can be, Lord Jesus. We pray and we ask that you search our hearts for anything that is not of you and you rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go upon this day, first we would like to come and ask for repentance and forgiveness of any sins that we have committed, knowingly or unknowingly. And we pray that you allow us to become more 
open-minded to what we are doing and allow us to think before I react. Yes. Dear Jesus, as we go upon our days, Lord, please fill our spirits with more fruits of the Holy Spirit to show us to be more forgiving and more loving to each other. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Let us remember that we are that we are all our children of God, called to be salt and light in this world. We should never gate on God's love. Instead, let us boldly share his grace, mercy, and truth. Okay. If anyone here tonight has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I invite you to pray the salvation prayer with us. Send me a message. Let me know that that's what, that's what you need, and we will do it right after service tonight. If anyone is looking for baptism, they haven't been baptized, I need to be baptized, please send me an email so we can get you baptized immediately. In the name of Jesus, okay? Um, let, us, let us close our Bible with, it, um, with thanksgiving, the thoughts of thanksgiving for God's love, and let us have a renewed commitment to share God's gospel boldly. Thank you all for joining tonight. May you go forth unashamed, spreading a message of God's love to a world in need. God bless you all. Have a prosperous, blessed week ahead. I love you guys to life. I will see you guys Sunday and next Wednesday and on prayer call. Good night. Thank you.